Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, we're back. Happy Halloween, folks. It was a very, very scary weekend for some teams. For others, <laughs> lots of smiles to go around. But yeah. What do you think of this weekend? It was crazy, huh? Oh, it was damn near, damn near perfect. If I can be completely blunt with you. Um, I loved Saturday. Saturday was probably one of my more favorite days of the league so far. And that's just, it's really kind of difficult to even wrap my head around that because of the notion that City only won one nothing off of Kevin's one-time brilliant moment. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Liverpool. <laughs> uh, um, I called that and I love that. Yeah, that was a. I said you would get four points for that, and I'm a man of my word. I can't believe you called that. Um, I said a couple weeks ago when Arsenal played Leeds that Leeds was a tough team for anybody, and they'll 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 yeah. beat another Big Six team. However, I didn't think it was going to be Liverpool at Anfield. If it was at Ellen Road, I might have picked that upset as well. Not at Anfield. Van Dyke's first loss at Anfield yeah. in the Premier League. Crazy, crazy stat. So I did not expect that. So kudos to you for picking that on the head. And I think if you're Man City, you're probably happy the rest of the day went that way. Because very, very quietly, they did not look that good without Erlen Haaland. And it got forgot about because of the disgraceful performance by Chelsea. <clears throat> and it got forgot about because Tottenham was down 2-0 to Burnmouth in the 60th minute. And it got forgot about because Liverpool put another stinker performance up. So, yeah, I think if you're a Man City fan, you're happy about those other performances because, yeah, they didn't look that good. And honestly, uh, Leicester is probably upset today that they didn't get anything out of that game because they probably deserved a, at least a draw, if we're being honest. So yeah, let's start with the yeah. business as usual. Man City gets a win. Arsenal gets a win. Let's start there, and then we'll get to into the chaos of the rest of the league. Start with your game. It kicked off the weekend. I saw most of it, but honestly, it was a pretty boring game. City, besides the free kick, didn't do a whole lot. A couple other chances. And then Leicester really put it on you. Um, Tielemans had a great strike at one point. That outside-the-box strike, he's got that nailed down. That's a dangerous, dangerous strike for anybody. Ederson yeah. makes a good save. And then really the last 20 minutes, they were kind of peppering you guys. And you guys are probably pretty lucky to get out there with all three points. What, what did you think of the performance? Don't disagree with one bit with what you just said. Uh, really struggled to kind of create. Had a few opportunities. I think we kind of should have finished. Rotary with a great shot. Gun to gun missed one that I thought, I wouldn't say a bunny, but kind of looked like for me from the angle, it should have been a, a quality shot on target. Um, yeah, so it, this is... A, a clear-cut example of a game where you hinted to something I was going to get to later on, which is kind of eventually before we get into the Thanksgiving or the holiday break and the World Cup break, I'd like to make it known that we're, we're relying a little bit too much on the brilliance of Holland and we play a different style with him and then we try to play a different style without him and that's not really going to work in the long-term things. So we need to be consistent. But this, this game in particular, was an example of why we are champions. Because when you don't look good and you don't have 
that quality, you have one to two players that can, on a snap of a finger, change the game. And Kevin has done it for us time and time again. Um, healthy reminder, he finished third on the Ballion d'Or list. Um, he is our rock. And for him, I am forever grateful. So don't disagree with what you said. Struggling to see. Um, I I am on Alvarez alert. I am on Alvarez watch. We need to see some moments in this upcoming Champions League game um, because he's definitely going to start. Holland is not going to maybe see Fulham. Um, maybe. And, and I think probably maybe just a few minutes as a sub or maybe start and only get like a half. I don't know. But. Yeah, the, the the game was struggling. It, it, it was it was a back and Yuri with the beautiful shot, no question. He definitely has it. I thought it was going in. I'd like to give some credit to Ederson though for for especially of me giving shit, him shit all year. There were moments where I feel like Daka had a header that he should have probably had a better shot on, but Ederson got save after save after save, and. I'd be upset if I'm Lester for sure, specifically more about what Vardy didn't do in that first half. Um, Harvey Barnes, too. I thought he created a, a few good things in that first half. But nevertheless, man, they Ederson did quality. And for a team that didn't look good to still get a, a, a win, um, I take those. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We've had a couple games this year where we played like shit and still got results. You have to do it in the Premier League. You're uh-huh. just 38 games. You're probably going to be on point. If you're a really good team, you'll probably ha- be at your best for maybe half of those. Then the other ones, then there's probably about five games a year where you're just not going to be on it yeah. at all. Even if you are the best team, even the league winners, the Invincibles had a shit ton of draws, you know. Uh-huh. The Centurions had losses as well, so and some draws there too. So it is the mark of a champion. But yeah, you brought up Alvarez. <clears throat> I think it texted you Saturday and just said, "Doesn't seem." I mean, he's not getting consistent game time, which some strikers rely on. That right? They rely on repetition and getting consistent game time to be at their best. So maybe this Holland being out for a little bit could be a good thing in the long term for Man City. But yeah. He's not really gelling in so far, but I wouldn't be too worried about it yet. But if he doesn't get on it soon, Holland does pick up injuries every now and then. He's a big body. Big bodies sometimes pick up a lot of knocks, a lot of injuries. He might miss some time. I think it's probably great that he's not going to the World Cup. If I'm a Man City fan, I would say besides winning the league every year, your roster, that's probably like your third best asset this year is the fact that he's going to get a two-month break. Oh, actually a month break, but it's it's yeah. a long break. So that's a great thing. Yeah, the other the other important aspect to that is, and I think we got to note that for a few important clubs on some of their top players not necessarily getting uh, the call up to the World Cup. You know what they're doing? They're getting two to three weeks of, of – of uh holiday but then they're getting back to that gym and they're working with some of the younger players and so from a from a 
from a break and a holiday perspective, that's good for them. But I also think the other really good thing is some of the development and rapport that's going to be there for some of those younger players on all of our squads. I mean, I know what I'm looking at for City. Uh, Alvarez is getting major time, so that's going to be good for him at World Cup. I think he's actually going to start a couple matches out there. But I'm looking at uh, Elson Brand. I'm looking at um, uh, Mr. L- Mr. Lewis recently has been looking good. Um, we just signed that Everton kid that, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is, uh, I think it's E. Lawrence, um, Emilio Imalto, something like that, Lawrence. Um, but he's coming over. That's going to be a big player, um, and he's English. So some of that is going to be big uh, for them and that growth during that World Cup. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. A lot of teams right now are looking at the World Cup and are ready to get to it, to be honest. Uh, Pep? Did come out and say something bold today, and and I think he put a, pre- a little bit of pressure. I don't know if you Arsenal f- folks saw it, but he flat out said the goal is when we get to the World Cup, we want to be at top of the table. We have this next – everyone's looking to the World Cup. We have enough right now that when we get to that World Cup, we want to be top of the table. And It's two games, though. I know. <clears throat> so yeah, it, he's, it's not in his hands, though. Arsenal is still huh. two points up. I think so, he's putting more. I think he's more putting to the pressure of of city players. Like, let's get two dubs and call it a yeah. day, kind of thing. And so, that's that's just speaks to the mentality of what we have going on for the rest of the next for the rest of few games. So, I, I truly don't think other top big six clean, but big six clubs are maybe even having that mentality. I think some of them are no, are notion just, hey man, let's squeeze it out and get out of here. Specifically I mean, about you what have, you have. You have Fulham at home. And Brentford at home. That should be six easy points. I'm sorry. Mm. If those were road games, I'd be worried. Fulham put up a stinker this weekend. And then Brentford on the road? eh. Fulham drew against Brentford's very inconsistent as well. Yeah, Fulham drew at Liverpool. It was the first game of the season at home. Sure. Those first games of the season against relegated, uh, promoted sides, those are deadly games because those fans that haven't been in the Premier League for fucking a long time, they show up. They show up yeah. and they're rowdy. Arsenal knows that firsthand. We got handed an L from Brentford last year at Brentford. Those those fans were wild. Oh, right. Always a tough yeah. place to play. If you're this championship team, which you are, but you're talking about championship DNA, this is six points with their eyes closed. Hmm. Two hope. home games going into the World Cup. Come on. Come on. If you can't beat Fulham and Brentford at home going into the World Cup after Pep calls you out and says, we need six points, yeah, there's a problem there. But I fully expect him to get those six points. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, that's. I think that's basically what he's trying to make sure is, it's understood in the message. Speaking of six points, almost had six points yesterday at the Emirates, but it turned out to be five goals and a dub from Arsenal. Easy, easy work against Nottingham Forest. The bounce back game I wanted. I issued a challenge just like Pep, and they responded. You know, I'm starting to call myself the the podcast Pep. But um, I issued a challenge to Arsenal. I don't just need three points. I need three points and at least three goals. I need need a, a statement game, and it was a statement game. Great performance for the boys yesterday at the Emirates. First half, five minutes. We're doing this very often this year. We're getting goals within 10 minutes. I love that. 
set the tempo for the game. Great, great ball across the box from Saka. Great header from Martinelli. Grabs the Pablo Mari jersey. I don't think we mentioned that last week, but yeah, that was crazy. He got stabbed. Dedication to the goal. And then last 20 minutes of the first half, I was kind of getting concerned. Um, Saka comes off the field. Got kicked to death. The refs need to start calling those a little more, carding those players, because Saka gets doubled and kicked to death every fucking time. He needs to start getting that superstar protection that the other players get, because these teams, they come in, and Nottingham Forest, their game plan was very simple yesterday. Park the bus, and we're going to make space very, very tight for Arsenal. And we're going to make them very uncomfortable because we're going to foul the shit out of them. And the ref, I thought he was pretty good yesterday, but Saka got mashed up. His ankles got mashed up. Hopefully that's all it is because we need him for Chelsea. But the story of yesterday, Reese Nelson, Academy product, been in and out of loans. Last year he was at Fair, Fair Nude. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name, but a Dutch club Fair on loan. Dutch club, yeah. Yeah, he was over there on loan, had a pretty good loan spell. Got injured early this year, so Marquinhos kind of took his spot as the backup for Saka. Came back about a month ago, um, played a couple Europa games, didn't really do much. But he got his opportunity yesterday, and in that second half, two goals and an assist, and the rest of the team responded and just put Nottingham Forest away. Dominant, 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 beautiful second half. Some great football was being played. Really, the only thing you could say negatively about that performance was Jesus didn't score. And before we talk about Reese, because I want to talk about him, I thought that was a great performance. And if we can get him to play to his potential, because Reese Nelson was a very, very highly touted English prospect. When they talked about the future of Arsenal, it wasn't about Saka. It was about Reese. He was more talked about than Saka. Nobody really expected Saka to get to this level. Reese was always the guy. Even for England, it was Reese and Jaden Sancho. By the way, Jaden Sancho, <laughs> he already matched his production in about 40 minutes of football. That's disgusting. Jaden Sancho guy is a bum. Okay? Let's get that clear. And I don't want to see yeah. him anywhere near that England, England roster. But anyway, <clears throat> it was always about Reese Nelson. He, and I, I always liked Reese Nelson. He just hasn't really put it together. So if he can put it together and be a backup for Saka, that would save us money and we can address other areas. So I was really, really happy for him. It's always good to see an academy product from your club do well. And he came in that first finish, hits it right at the goalie, but stays composed, collects the rebound, puts it top left corner. I thought that was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And then the second finish was even better. Across the box, crowded area, puts it in the left side of the net. So, yeah, really good, really exciting performance from Reese. But, yeah, they don't, like I said, Jesus doesn't get the goal. He's, like, pressing for that goal. But just like you said with City, right, you know, some of my old coaches in basketball used to say, there's going to be games where you're not going to be good. Just like I was saying with City. There's going to be five games a year they're not going to be good. So how good are you when you're not good, right? People used to say that. How good are you? Like, what production can you bring when your jump shot's not working in basketball? When you have a couple fouls and you have to be conservative on defense. 
<clears throat> so Jesus is the embodiment of that. He could not score yesterday. He was cursed. I'm convinced he got a Halloween curse yesterday because he had great opportunities and just missed them. There was one where it was on the line and the defender just put him off and he missed the ball. But two assists, integral, integral to our attack yesterday and always is, always is, always running, always fighting. That first goal from Reese Nelson, he got the ball in the box and he's a goalie that hasn't scored, a striker that hasn't scored in six games. A lot of strikers would have forced it there. No, he got the ball in the box right by the six-yard mark, looked around, saw Reese Nelson, was wide open, passes it off to him. Reese missed it, so he didn't get that third assist. But it was just that play right there. I love that play. Mm-hmm. Because if Aubameyang was in a goal, a goal drought, he would have forced it, probably missed it, and then put his head down for the rest of the game. He never put his head down. There was one moment yeah. where you could see visible frustration, but it didn't stop him from playing his game. And I love that about Jesus. There was an mm-hmm. article in The Guardian today about how Jesus is not probably not going to ever be that prolific goal scorer, but that's okay because Arsenal doesn't need him to be. They need him to yeah. do what he's doing now, kind of like a false nine role, play, playing a little bit further up the pitch. But I, I just love, I love his attitude. And it, one of the reasons Arsenal is at the top of the league is Gabriel Jesus. The other reason is yeah. probably Saliba. But look, it's just two guys we put into our lineup from last year, really. Two guys. And it's made a huge, huge difference, those two. So, you know, he's not getting the goals, but he is very, very vital to Arsenal. Gabriel Jesus is 12th in goals with five. Gabriel Jesus is second in assist with five. The balance. Exactly. The balance that he provides. And the notion that the Arsenal fans and the knowledge, the ball knowledge to know that you're bringing in a guy who is, yes, a forward and striker by position, but we're not necessarily going to look at the simple analytics of goals and assists. Now, mind you, I just gave you two, both of them and where look where he is. He's quality, but he's not going to be that guy who game in and game out is banging goals in and that's okay because he's going to provide that aggressive nature he's going to provide what's so beautiful about your attacking three in martinelli saka and jesus the energy the attacking and the fluidity that if if one presses the ball gets switched and now they're able to rotate properly you don't lose anything there's still an attacking aggressive give me that ball back pressure Arsenal are so scary when you have that starting from the front of the attack. Odegaard and as well. Odegaard, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when you have them in that, and when you have Odegaard in that next line, immediately ready to take that first pass that comes centrally, it's 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 contagious. It's contagious. It's going to go far. Um, scoring goals early. Yeah. City know plenty about that. And that oh. is scary when you have that early lead that puts you in a position to where now you can dominate the game. You're doing a few things. You creating the tempo, controlling the game, but you're now you're working on things. You're working on things that are going to take you further in Europa. You're working on things that are going to take you further in Caraboa. Because when you do that, now you're working in the in a in a scenario to where you're down one in the 85th and you need a goal. 
that's what you're working on. Miguel is a master of all of this stuff, man. And it's scary to watch, but I'm just, I'm holding true every time Arsenal do good. I'm holding true to my beliefs because I know from the jump, it was scary. And I knew this team was going to be so fucking good. I had no doubts in what the Gunners were going to be able to do. Um, come January, I'll be talking different shit though, because it'll be more serious and trying to win the league. But I, I, it's scary because I, I, I know we're going to be there, but I know Arsenal are too. There's no drop from this team everywhere. You got that that Nelson guy producing like that. Yeah. That is scary, dude. That is scary. I, I think I text you. I was in love with what I saw from him. And the he got movement. the assist to Partey. Oh, bro, the movement, the aggression. If that's the other thing, the Partey shot. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Rodri hit screamers. Rodri ain't curving one like that. No, Rodri that hits. That was better yeah. than the Tottenham goal. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. The curve on I mean, that look, one was insane. It was every angle I've seen from that Thomas Partey shot has been absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, so very impressive with Arsenal. Very impressive. Uh, bounce back game. You called it. You put the pressure on them. Um, I predicted a higher score than your ass did, and yet I was still let down. Um, you guys won five nothing. I had a four one win. You had a three nil win. Yeah, at least I got the clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, which that's I really good for sure. But uh, yeah, it's just it, it was good. It was good to see them back at their best. <clears throat> and you know, the one thing about Arsenal is they always play attractive football when they're at their best, and it's fun. It's fun watching them right now, and it's you know it's exciting when. You know, Saka goes down, and I was I was devastated. I love Saka, you know. And, yeah. you know, you're looking ahead, and then you're thinking, ah, oh, fuck, if he misses out on the World Cup, how terrible would that be? This is his first World Cup. He's probably going to start. So this is like, he's. I'm sure he's really looking forward to it. Hopefully it's not that bad. doesn't seem like it right now. But, you know, you go from, ah, oh, fuck, Saka's out. And then, oh, shit, Reese Nelson. I like Reese Nelson. Reese Nelson's very direct. That's what I like about him. I like winning wingers. That are direct. They don't fuck around with the ball. They just go at fullbacks. That's yeah. what Reese does. I've always liked him. Just hasn't worked out. But hopefully this can kickstart his career. Because like I said, if we can get that backup right wing spot addressed right now, then in the, the market we can go, oh, okay, you know, we got Reese now to back up Saka. Now we can get another striker. And Ketty is yes. not working out. Let's go, let's go there. And let's go for a backup for Partey. Because, you know, I was talking to some people yesterday. To me, there's the best three DMs in the league are Rodri, Casemiro now. You have to include him in that. He's world class. Sure. And then Thomas Partey. And those might be sure. the three best DMs in the league. You know, maybe put Kimmich in there from Bayern. But mm-hmm. not in the league, in Europe. Just period. Yeah. I mean, quality. And now Partey's adding curlers from outside the box into his game. Wow. That's, that's insane. He's got two in a month, so yeah. you know he. It used to be always uh, pigeon parte because he used to shoot those up in the stands. So you could tell he's really worked on that because he's put in two bangers. Pigeon party, yeah. Um, <laughs> you really fucking called him pigeon party. That I mean, what a heck? yeah. But that's his nickname for amongst Arsenal fans, and he actually <laughs> did it later in the game. But when yeah. he's getting that ball. Now you can't give him space at all because now oh, he's no. hit. You, you hit one, okay, whatever. You know, we don't got to worry about it. You know, let him do it again. Let him do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, he fucking did it again. Now that's just going to be make things even more terrifying for defenses. And, Thanks. you know, 
Jesus doesn't have to score 20 to 25 goals because we have five from Jesus. We have five from Martinelli. We have four from Saka. We have four from Odegaard. We have four from Xhaka. We have Partey now hitting curlers outside the box. We're getting goals from everywhere. Yeah. And that's what Arteta wants because that's what Pep's done, you know? Pep did that last year. Who was your highest goal scorer in the Premier League last year? Mares, what, like 15 in the Premier League? Yeah. I know yeah. he had like six in Champions League, so he was 20 amongst all competitions. But I mean, Yeah, he let us. That's that's what City's been doing. You want to replicate City. That they're the they're the they're the model franchise. And Arteta's from there. So he's probably saying, Listen, Jesus, I don't need you to score fifteen. I don't need you to score twenty, twenty five, like the top strikers. Yeah. Score me fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, get me twelve to fifteen assists as well, which he's on pace for. And yeah. I'm happy with that. If we do that, we're gonna challenge for the league. That's probably what he said. And look at us now. It's November and we're still top. So uh, things are looking good at Arsenal. Um, what else from the game can we talk about? Yeah, just business as usual. Martinelli, love that kid. Um, Xhaka, playing, still playing good. He was really good yesterday. And uh, Odegaard, keep shooting more. He's got a great left foot. He just He's yeah. so hesitant to shoot with his left foot. I don't know why. He's so hesitant to shoot in general, but that fifth goal was really, really nice. So. Yeah, that's it. I was happy with yesterday. Yeah, it was a quality overall performance. It just, that game had me just wondering how the hell did Forrest get results <laughs> against other teams? Transition. Transition. <laughs> how, how did Forrest they... <laughs> get a result against Liverpool, which we will go to next uh, really, really Nostradamus stuff from you, predicting a 2-1 Leeds win. I mean, I thought you were full of shit to the point where I said, I'll give you four points if you hit that on the head. And that was – I shouldn't have said that because you hit it on the head. Four <laughs> points for you. 2-1 Leeds at Anfield. 2-1 to Leeds at Anfield. I think you watched this whole game, right? We were texting, talking shit about it. Oh, yeah. But man, oh, man. First of all, that first goal. What the fuck was that? That was a disaster. Joe Gomez, more like Joe McGuire. I mean, what the hell was that? What was that first goal? I mean, he put it on a plate for Rodri, maybe assist of the year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was I, ridiculous. I got a statement, and I'm ready to make it. And I said it before, and I've backed it up with evidence on a on – a, a city rant when Klopp was talking shit about us in interviews before he slapped us 1-0. So I was since humbled, but now that we've got it more obvious, this is another clear-cut example as to why Pep is so fucking links ahead of of Klopp and that fraud of a German. You <laughs> thinking that you can... And Miguel's better than him because look what he's doing with Ben White. Joe Gomez. Joe oh, Holmes. to say him. I forgot to shout out Ben White. I wanted to bring him up. He's been so no, fucking good. So he good. But yeah, is uh, looking natural back there. An alien came down on this earth. You taught him everything or her, whatever, everything about the sport of soccer. He would go watch, or she, whatever, would go watch Arsenal, <laughs> watch 90 minutes of this last game, and they would think Arsenal is not only the best team in the world, but Ben White's a natural right back. <laughs> like, what? It's crazy. So He's so good. And look at Klopp trying to do the same thing, 
based on scenarios, no problem. We get it. You don't want to go spend before we even talk about the home money you put up for Nunez and you couldn't even get shit out of him. The fact that you do this with Homez and put him at right back when he is naturally a center back and now you get screwed by it because he's not properly checking his channels and and looking up because he's in a scenario that he hasn't practiced enough in training and he hasn't gotten it right with the first team. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. You put him out there. You put him in that scenario, and you think you can do it like the rest of these managers. And now it just bit you in the ass for that first goal. Yeah, that was and incredible. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's laughable how they're coming out and playing. And I just – it's really just a testament. These The Liverpool season is a clear testament to how a club – can play up to their straight-up competition in recent history and then straight-up mentally shit themselves when they play against people they should straight-up, looking on paper and looking the, at the analytics, they should mop off, the, just mop. They should mop. What That scoreline with a proper livable team should be 4-1, to 4-2. to two. Because Leeds are going to be so attacking and so up their ass about that, Paul. Mohamed Salah, Darwin Nunez, Jota when he's healthy, whatever the circumstances are, are punishing them for having those high lines. Virgil's eating it all up. He's clearing his lines. There's no concerns. It's all when that team is functioning properly. What, what, Brian, it's the same fucking roster, my guy. Take Mane out and put Nunez in. It's the same fucking roster, my guy. There isn't this Nottingham Forest complete change of a lineup. What is happening? Well, there's a few things. Van Dyke on that second goal was embarrassing. It was just like that Man United goal where he didn't even fucking try, where he was like standing behind his his, uh, hands behind his his back. Cinder blocks his feet. I don't know what he's doing half the time out there. I don't know if he's saving himself for the World Cup. I, I, I don't know if he's looking forward to the World Cup and just forgetting about this season. But he's been terrible, so that's one thing. Second thing, another guy who's, who's gone completely missing, and it's not Trent, it's Fabinho. Uh, just named you the top three DMs in the Premier League. Notice how I didn't even think about Fabinho. When last year, it was probably one of the best with Rodri. This year... He has been dreadful, dreadful as a DM. Awful, awful, awful. And without him there being the anchor, that midfield is a donut. Donut FC. They are a... It's putting more pressure on Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dyke, and they're just not, they're not up for it. Yeah, they're 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 playing horrible. Disconnected. That was yeah. fucking weird. But anyway, so yeah, Fabinho's been awful, awful. And I think what was more surprising about that terrible first goal that they gave up, it was that they got the goal back within like ten minutes, and then they didn't score again after that. Yeah, Salah's goal was fourteen minutes in, and then nothing mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. Nothing. Um, Leeds's goalie was very very good. Give him a shout out, Messlier. Um, so he was he was I think on I point. Even asked but... for, 
I, they didn't I, really I think I like even have that many chances as you would expect Liverpool to have at Anfield. Uh, yeah. Nunez missed a complete sitter. Darwin Noodles missed a fucking. Uh, did you see that one? In the second half, he was one on one with the goalie, hit it right at him. So that Straight was up. weird. And um, yeah, he seems he seems to miss the easy ones, and then the hard ones he hits. He's one of those strikers. But yeah, you just from your hundred million dollar strike, hundred million pound striker, you expect a little bit more than that. I mean, so yeah, it's just shocking. I, I couldn't believe it. Props to. Leeds, though, they're like I said, they're a feisty fucking team. Aronson, I really like Aronson. That kid is a problem. He's always running at you. He's always causing havoc, creating chances. And then the dude who hit the game-winning goal, Somerville, he was really good all game too. And that was a really, really nice strike off his off his uh, his opposite foot. There just banged it in past Allison, and Anfield was stunned. And I'm starting to see. Liverpool fans are finally getting fed up with Klopp. They really are. And they've been defending him as well as they should. But, man, they're getting fed up. And, yeah, it's it's insane. That was an insane game. I was not expecting that. I I am in love with every bit of it. <clears throat> Can't hear fact you. That are I'm... you on mute? No. I think something happened when my phone fucked up. Can you hear me? I can hear you talk. Say something. Yeah. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? You can't. Hold on. You can't hear me. I'm going to refresh the thing. All right. There he is. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh God, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I I told my. I mean, I said it on the pod. There's no way that they go into Anfield and do this, right? Like, there's no way that you're going to get Liverpool to be held and be restricted, especially with that keeper and the bad form and how many times throughout the season we've said, God, that keeper is horrible. That keeper's lost them games. Like Patrick Bamford, you oh, like how horrible. Bro, he you should be ashamed. Ashamed. That that Somerville kid, they have a lot of trust in him. Obviously, a little story came out with him about him after the game. They gave him the number 10. They changed his wages immediately. They have a lot of faith and potential in him. And um it's obviously paying off sooner rather than later. Um Jesse Mar, they were calling for his head. They wanted him fired. Get the American out of my club. I can think of a lot of people that I saw on Twitter saying that. And the American went and did something that Pep Guardiola hasn't done, Mikel Arteta hasn't done, no one really has done in quite some time. So how impressive was that? I think he's just solid, yeah, solidified his job for the rest of the season, get off his ass, 
just just back him. Give him what he needs. Um, he's obviously said it. I watched the presser afterwards. Obviously, we can talk about Klopp's absolute shithousery douchebag style and mentality. Um, but Jesse, Uncle Jesse is what I want to call uh, uh, Jesse March. But Uncle Jesse was pretty much saying after the game, we have not been getting the results, but we have been the better club in some of these games and recently. And you know what, Jesse? You know what, Uncle Jesse? You earned that right. Because there's no fucking doubt. And also, I gave you shit a few weeks ago about how I was like, you're talking this Leeds club up. Like, you should have gotten this result. It's not that serious. Like, come on, you're Arsenal. But, I mean, damn, you're right. Leeds is a quality attacking. Like, it's it's Bielsa ball without the worry. Well, they still have a worry defensively. But with less of, like, thinking that they're all – it's not that open. Yeah, they're not going to put it all out there um, and even send, you know, the 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 their their DMs and and really even put in you know the the left back and the right back out there. I love Tyler Adams. I love his I love his attitude. That's another one for me. That is a, an American must start for me right now. Um, yeah, I love him. He's producing. He is a day. He is an in and out starter in the Premier League, which we all know is is the best league in the world. Um, and he's killing it. He's killing it. Um, same for um, uh, Aronson. It's just been incredible to watch him play and attack, and the fluidity. Shit, it's it's really really fun. Uncle Jesse's getting it done, and Klopp's got some got Klopp's got some explaining to do, man. Klopp's got some issues, and it's it's a lot going on. But it's tactics, it's some, it's mentality, it's spirit. I I really it's got to be because. You cannot tell me they aged that poorly. You cannot tell me they did that in the, in one summer. It's disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely. No way I anticipate that. Yeah, let's move on to that next disaster. I just want to finalize and say it's it's been well noted on this pod and it's been well noted and anyone who watches it, Jurgen Klopp is an asshole. And I just want to get it out there. He's a horrible, horrible loser. He's a horrible winner. He is not a nice human being. There's like, I just don't get it. The the backing of him because they've won over there. Maybe that just speaks to your mentality and what you like Liverpool, Liverpool fans. But it's just horrible, man. You cannot truly back that guy. And uh, 
I'm happy that you have this misery. I'm soaking it the fucking soaking it in because I don't doubt. I've never doubted your brilliance. I've never doubted your opportunity. I've even predicted you to to win the league this year because I really did. I really didn't think City can do it three times in a row. I knew someone was going to come in and take top dog. Well, Arsenal said, fuck that. I'll take it. Liverpool are shitting themselves. And I think I texted you. They're about two to three more losses away from the season's done. Done. You are going to have to win the Champions League to get in the Champions League next year. That is wild. Yeah. No Jude. No Jude. No top transfers. Who's coming with no Champions League? Who's coming? That's the same shit they gave Arsenal about, right? No Jude. He ain't coming. No. That's wild. That's so wild to think. Do you do you do you start them though? Do you do you take that chance? That's fair. For sure. So, uh, City had a 1-0 result against Leicester City. You predicted 4-2 City. You got a point there. I predicted 3-0 City. Got a point there. We talked Arsenal Forest. Uh, Arsenal got a 5-0 victory. You predicted 3-0. You got a point. I got 4-1. That was a point. We just got done talking Leeds Pool. 2-1 Leeds was the victory. Um, 2-1 Leeds I got. You gave me the four-point credit. And you predicted four to one pool, um, got zero points for that. That's where we're at so far. Oh, man.
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time player. Casado, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, Brighton were the superior team. Brighton were the more cohesive team. Brighton were the team that from the from the jump they read passes perfectly. They and they but I think also to a certain degree I think it's a little easy for a team that's as sharp as Brighton when you have the opponent that thinks that they can come in there and just do something against you and they literally pass it to your feet. I mean, I, I don't also can, has, has anyone checked on Thiago, Thiago Silva yet? Because that man after five minutes was on suicide watch. They put that man through hell for five minutes. It was ridiculous. That guy alone kept Chelsea from not having that score Five, six, how many goals did they have opportunities so early in that game? Yeah, you're spot on. Before we really lay in the Chelsea, I think it's important to know Brighton have been just great, great all year. Um, hell, I still think they're so ballsy for trying to literally, after 15 minutes, go man up on us. I mean, it's wild. So, yeah, Brighton, Brighton are getting it done. Um. You'd think Potter would know a little something about what they're going to try and do, wouldn't you? I know it's a different manager, but you've got to imagine that the players have a certain say in, hey, coach, this is you know, what, we're, what we were doing. This is what we're comfortable with doing. No? Like Potter, like... <laughs>
Uh-huh. Now. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it could happen. I, 
I, I, he did, he did because he didn't entertain the Ronaldo situation. Here's, here's what's probably going to be a potential stop to this. The recent news states that Chelsea are in high spirits because they've recently hired a director and they've recently hired a, a head of re, uh, recruiting, which is, by the way, they took the Man City guy and brought him over. So um, they're they're making moves. In fact, the the, the post that they had um, announcing the the hiring of both of these, the picture that they had for the guy that they took from Man City had a picture of literally Phil Foden and Jaden Sancho together. Almost like, almost like they're trying to have a picture of like, you know, look, this is what he's helped produce kind of thing. Which, why would you have Jaden fucking Sancho in the picture if that's what you're trying to do? Like, that's the... T- exactly. Like, what are you doing, bro? So I thought that was pretty funny. So I... I I think he's going to buy a little bit more time and say it's a rasticism because, you know, he just got there and the team's... You know, we got to formulate more plant, more time and stuff. But that picture you just painted, that's a bad, bad look. Because, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. No, the 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 he's he's going to the sun, the mirror, he's going to all of them and he's putting reports about I'm not happy and we're sitting down and having a conversation about the status of the club and what the expectations are going into it. And I guarantee you that if he continues this trend in January, if you look, actually the boys come back late December. I saw I don't know if it's cup play, but Chelsea have a game like literally before the new year. It's like December twenty seventh or twenty eighth. So whatever that game is for them, or maybe it yeah, so whatever those games are, are they they're still keeping the boxing day? I completely forgot about that. That's excellent. So that's going to be the first taste back of 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 league play. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cup. Yeah, it's cup. Yeah, you have to look at that table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're spot on with that. And I'm going to kind of follow it up with another thing to kind of address. Uh, I'll, you line up that scenario. He's out. By February or March, he's named the English uh, manager with Southgate getting fired because World Cup disaster. Before the knockout rounds, Bowley gets the call and, and, and it's literally the English Federation and they're like, look, We'll do a clean swap. We'll pay you what you've gotten for him. You guys aren't looking too good right now. Go get you some someone else, and we'll take him off your hands. He's English. We want him. It fits. I I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, the, the funny thing about it is, is that Bowley's going to start to get the people, hey, what are Newcastle doing? Why aren't you doing what they're doing? Look at them, especially if that L comes to him by Newcastle. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I smell what you're, what you're stepping in. Yeah, that's, that could be disastrous and I would love it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to soak it in. Mm -hmm. Well, I I accept that 
Tottenham have done what they've done, which is get results in an ugly manner, and they find a way to stay consistent and and stay top. Try try to get anything out of it. Bournemouth is where I have an immense amount of fucking anger with right now, okay? There are a few victories that you have in a season, Bournemouth. Let's be realistic. Let's look ourselves in the mirror right fucking now. It's a coming to Jesus moment for you, Bournemouth. You are not going to win the league. You are not going to win the transfer window. You're not going to get a single player in the top 11. You're not going to get a golden booter. You're not going to get a top assist guy. You may get one of the best goals of the season award, okay? And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You provide great quality and competition for the league, and we need folks like you because you are a tough adversary, and all that stuff comes to you. When people decide to show up to the vitality, it could be something. But when you go up 2-0, And you have an opportunity to do something that could cement your season, that could be a realistic trophy for you, and you don't get it, you better be so fucking pissed. I don't understand what you're fighting for if it's not that moment up to nil. What are we doing it this, I used to get so – my wife would hear me after moments like this where I would turn to her and be like, what are they – why are they there? Just relegate immediately now. Just concede the game before it even starts. It's absurd to think that you, this is your Christmas. You're everything, and you go up to nil. You're shutting down Harry Kane. Yu Ming's son all of a sudden is blind. There's, they're not playing well. They're, they're Tottenham. Look, you are doing exactly what Tottenham have been really been all year. You're exposing them and you let them off the hook. Not only do you let them come back and get the draw, you lose everything. All because of that. Don't even get a point. Activity in the box. Goal was good. Uh, deserved by Bentecourt. But I mean, Tavernier, Billing, Moore, Solanka, Cook. Lerma, I will never sing your names. I will never know more about your season and your career. I wish you nothing but the best. You apparently are the attacking, uh, uh, what, six? I listed out six players there. The front six, you play in a 4-2-3-1, so two of you are defensive midfielders. The other four, you're the attacking part of it. You failed. We could have be singing your names today. If you just would have held on to it and gotten maybe one more or two more, you can't finish all of a sudden. The buildup is there to get to, but then you shit the bed when you have the very moment you've worked so hard for. It's so depressing. You deserve to be dropped immediately, dude. And don't tell me, well, well, going into the game, you don't know. No, I know. Balls deep into the game, you're up 2-0. Shambolic for losing it. Waste of space type clubs. God. Yeah. Yeah. 
And maybe that's why you're the club that you are. Because when you do get a 2-0 club or 2-0 lead, you don't know what the fuck to do with it. You don't even know. Keep playing, bro. You want to tighten up? Even when it goes 2-2, you should be mentally telling yourselves, bro, this is stupid. Just slap one more. We're good. I can't even tell you what the XG is. I can just tell you right now. Tottenham, take away the last 30 minutes. That game was all Burnmouth. And I said, I, I just saying that, and just saying that makes me sound so sleazy and do like just scoundrel to try to even like give a, some sort of partiality and compensation to what Bournemouth did because it's so loser to say, well, if you take away 30 minutes of a game, we were really the best. No, you were ass. You lost the results, but you guys should have just kept playing. So bad, dude. You live for those moments and they took it away from us. That's what the, that's Brian. That's what it's about right there. They took away from City. They took it away from Arsenal. Shame on you. I hope we put eight on your ass when we play you next. Yeah. Sessignon, yeah. God. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Liverpool is literally going to save per certain people's jobs this year. Fulham coach, manager, the Bournemouth manager, uh, uh, Leeds. That guy just don't talk to him about international job ever again. Dang, Leeds are asking contract extension right now going into the into the winter break if they can finish these last few games off. Yeah, you're spot on, dude. What Liverpool are doing are just resume builders. Um, yeah, that's, if you really want to go there, God, I'm pretty sure this is a fine because we have to relive it, but the queen died. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take it as hundred percent scary. Didn't expect it this fast. Um, this is the surpriser for me. Anyone who claims it's Arsenal is stupid. This is the true surpriser. Arsenal have been building. This is so sudden, so quick. The turn here is way faster than I thought. Uh, you're giving him a little bit more credit by telling him that Maximin came in. He did. My guy, it came in on the 86th minute. They did this slapping without Gucci St. Maximin. So the fact, yeah, yeah, exactly. Great point. So I, I am very, very worried about Newcastle. I do want to pause a little bit on the Almiron love. Um, I'm not saying this as a Jackie Grealish uh, uh, supporter and a man in his camp in this situation. I do take quite uh, offense to what he said. And yes, you can partially blame uh, Jackie Cavs for all of this Almiron uh, inspiration and all of this uh, great magical moments we're having. But his, uh, he's out of contract and he's doing this now. So... You want to give him a large one, by all means, go for it. But we'll see how long that plays out. To the club who signs Almiron, you better not be signing him based on recency bias. You better tell me some some dribbling stats and some final third stats that he does. Because if it's the five goals right now, fool's gold, my guy. Buy that, though. Buy that for 40. So, Chelsea, I'm looking at you. Go and get Almiron. By all means, do it. Go get him 40 years, 75 million. I would laugh. I would laugh. So don't, don't, let's not fall for this shit quite yet. He's still Almiron. He's just in form Almiron. That's all. Uh, I think he might get one this weekend. Nick Pope? Best keeper in the league? Nick Pope? You see that stat breakdown I sent you? It's incredible. His his uh saving rate. Not to And I can't even name him. <laughs> Brian, I could not name them before I saw it. It was only Trippier. Of course I know who Trippier is, and of course I know who Nick Pope is. But I would have been like, isn't there like a Shevin or a Skaven? Something like that. But the rest of them, the nobodies. No way we're getting slapped against them. Top four? Top four. It's crazy now, man. Shout out to them. Um. So for the Bournemouth Spurs game, we had three to or the three to two was the result for Spurs. Two to one Spurs is what I had. One nothing Spurs is what you had. We both got points out of that. We did do Brighton and Chelsea. Four to one Brighton is what it ended up being. You had a two to one Chelsea win, and I flipped on you. I took the same score, but I took two to one Brighton. So I got a point out of that. Um yeah, uh the Newcastle game. No one expected, actually, 
Oh, I did have a good week. A little bit of some scene in the being in the Matrix. I predicted a three nil Newcastle win, so I was super close to that. You had two to one. You're giving a little bit of love to your former manager Unai. Uh, welcome, welcome to the Premier little bitch. Good night. What a slap. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, what a slapping. So uh, yeah, those are the scores and those are the points. No, we both predicted Brentford, Brentford to slap them when we both were smart enough not to go with a wolf scoring. So you had 2-0, I had 3-0. Uh, Brentford, you fucked us. Um, whatever, Wolves. <laughs> it's just crap. I don't have much to say about this game. Um, Brentford, for all that talk by that manager, Frank, he gives a lot of shout-outs and stuff. But I got to be honest with you. We got to start looking in the mirror a little bit and wondering what type of results we're getting because that ain't it brother you gotta you can't be talking all this praise and people look at you and say oh that manager frank he's a good quality manager one one draw against wolves dude nah come on man was it shit <laughs> god Oh, yeah, yeah, no, dude. Yeah, it won't matter. He killed everybody, dude. He was nasty in his day. So 2-2 draw, I got this one wrong. Um, I expected more of a game with this one. I'm sad. Southampton, I think you hit the nail on the head last week. So hard to predict them. So hard to not. It's ridiculous. You got this one right, though. Two to one Crystal Palace. They got the full three points. So you got the one point for that. Um, yeah, the hell Southampton and Wolves. God. And even now Villa. Villa's going to have to show me something before I even think about trying to do something good for them. So Unai is probably going to get a one or a two goals out of me and a loss for every fucking match moving forward until I see it. It's just ridiculous with these clubs in particular. Yes, Crystal Palace was 1-0. No, you got 2-1 to one Crystal Palace, though, so you did get a point for predicting it right. So bad. And it'd be more entertaining than the game. <sighs> Ridiculous. Yeah, so I had a 1-1 draw. I don't even know why I did. I should have gone nil-nil. Um, 
I thought at least moments of brilliance from either of them would happen. Obviously not. You actually predicted 1-0 to Fulham. And there was a moment in that game where it would have happened. So it's just it's just disappointing. Fulham, again, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Fat Frank is, I don't know, man. Both of them, Fulham and both of them. They should, we, I'm not even, yes, a result is what I'm asking. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I give props. Critiques, I still don't trust Rashford. Um, it's going to be some time before I even start to feel like that ball's going in when he shoots. Uh, no, I... I... I still am just bothered by the fact that Moyes can't get results. I know it's Trafford. I know Ten Hag's doing his thing. But you can't tell me Antonio couldn't come on any earlier. You can't tell me that. Um, also, you've been up on this guy, and I bought into it. Skamaka, why in the world do you think you can pull off a high leg shot or what whatever he was doing to get that yellow card but that was a but like what are you doing bro like this is not this is not Serie A bro you can't be doing that stuff this is aggressive this is man you at man you bro you're not going to be able to do that aggressive players the tactics they're going to stick ahead in there that's the dumbest thing ever so i'm i'm still yeah, it was really, really stupid. Completely negligent on his part. Had no business in getting trying to make a play. Um, yeah, Antonio, Jared Bowen, bro. God. It's it's to a point to where 
you have that increase. You get your first best taste of international play last year. You're progressing, and this is a great opportunity to continue what you left off doing last year. And you're losing every bit of it. You're sipping that Declan Rice uh, uh, Kool-Aid, whatever you think you have going on where you guys are, oh, I've played there now. I can get the spot up. Declan's another one. I would really want to see what my other options are. I know Pep's not going to allow it, but Calvin Phillips is back training with us. If I can get South, if I'm Southgate and I can get Pep and give the okay from there, I might even want to go there before I'd even go Declan. I don't like what I'm seeing out of him. I'm really disappointed in West Ham, man. West Ham, I've re- just a draw at the least, especially with, yes, United are better. Yes, they're in form. They're getting results. But you still could have gotten at least a goal. A goal, man. Don't think I'm asking for much. Yeah. One nothing United is what it ended up being. We both got points out of it because we were both smart enough to realize that United are quality. You predicted two to one United. I predicted three to one United. Again, I'm uh, now United are still going to get wins out of me, but I'm not giving you more than two goals because for crying, oh Ronaldo, fucking hell, bro! You're bitching about time and you're out there. What happened, bro? What happened? Where were some of those shots? It was just like you prehistoric dinosaur forgot where he's located. This man don't even know where he is on the pitch at times. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Fulham. I'm more interested. Oh, that's the game of the week right there. Easy. Um, oh, love it. Your your you're trying to make me mad. It's absurd. That was a quality game, too. That was such a good game. Um,
Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Legend. <laughs> what a troll. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is 100% the most important game of the fixtures. For this weekend. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So this game is critical. Um, I'm looking at the group right now. Sporting and, and Frankfurt are both tied for seven points in second place. Tottenham do have eight points. So what needs to essentially happen is... Tottenham need to lose. Marseille need to get the win. And either one of them have to win. Yeah, one of them have to win. Um, still even, I actually don't think it's doable with a draw. Actually, it's still doable with a draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is gonna be incredible. This is gonna be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It will be fun. It will be fun. Oh, I, I, I think they're attacking. I think they're going to go for it. I really do think they're going to go for it. Um, I think these this group is going to be the games to actually watch. And then later on, the other main teams to see the backups and who's playing. If we can get some starlight on some of the younger players... Uh, I kind of want to see what's going to be going on with that. Right now, it's really recruiting standpoint. City, Pep has already come out and said, we're playing the babies um, on Wednesday. So no one, like, yes, Alvarez is going to start, but we may even get some academy players in. Like, we, we've won the group. We're not doing shit. You're not going to see Kevin, no big. Yeah, you're the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're, not, uh, you're not even going to probably see him. Uh, so, but 
this game, dude, I'm so – and look at that. This is the beauty of the Champions League, right? This is the beauty of international – or European play because I don't give a fuck about sporting Lisbon. I don't give a fuck about Frankfurt. I don't give a fuck about Marseille until now. Now is when I care. All of a sudden, I start loving what's going on with the French and the German and the and the uh, Portuguese leagues. So, dude, it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to this. At least I'm hoping for an epic demise. Oh God, bro. Uh, Bayet, Bayet, I think still plays for Marseille as well. <laughs> Oh gosh. That is good. Oh yeah. Oh dude, they're going for it. Yeah. We're all with Marseille tomorrow. We're all French. No. Um, Giants, disappointing loss. We're a top five team in rankings. We're fine. It's okay. Uh, but I think it's it's – I'm not going to go too far into it. I want to save the breakdown maybe for a better week. Well, we got uh, we got a bye week, and then we're back at it against someone else. But we'll have time later on to break down where the Giants are going into the bye week, how we feel about the team. But there are a thousand ways to skin a cat. All I'm going to simply say is I have backed and supported the ball. I'm not sure if Daniel Jones is the answer at quarterback. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to admit that he's not the long-term answer. And it's okay to say, well, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. It would have been nice to skin the cat in the way in which we have got a quality quarterback who can play from behind and catch you up. That's all I'm saying. Leave it at that, at least from my standpoint. Still love the team. Tough result. Yes. I love Lockett. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you're spot on with what he needs as targets and weapons. And that's why I'd like to take a state of the game, you know, conversation for the Giants you know, when we go into that bye week, we can have that conversation. I think it's important to give like where we're at, what we thought about it. And I think maybe if the NFL would allow what La Liga does out there, we can have the fraud Salona argument. The ball can go to the NFL and the Giants can go to them and say, hey, you know, this Frankie John, Frankie DeJong contract, aka this Kenny Galladay contract. I mean, 
look, we're not getting, we didn't sign that. That was the, to the previous regime. That wasn't us. Is there a way that we can restructure this? His wages are absurd, NFL. I mean, come on. We don't really like him. We're not getting it. Think about that concept for a moment. Fraud Salona doing that shit with Frankie DeJong, which, by the way, he's not fucking bad. At least the Giants have an argument because Galladay's fucking sucks, bro. So awful. And he's getting paid all that money. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of tied up money that if we can get off the books and we can get it to where – our GM and and the ball are all bought in. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, yeah, we're fine. A lot of I agree though that 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 is a fair statement to make. He needs the right weapons. Um, I don't think he quite has everything to make an accurate judgment. But I don't think my patience is that quite there, especially when the rest of the team is looking solid. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> you even have the clubs. Oh my god. <laughs> jokes. Complete jokes. I can't even tell you. Well, I mean, I know because they who's who they are, but Jesus, that's horrible. God man. Absolutely. <laughs> Peace.